0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to the Timmy Gibson <laughs> Show. <laughs> no,
1: let's let's do it around. You go ladies and no, I go do it again. Okay. Ladies
0: and gentlemen.
1: Boys and Mexican.
2: <laughs> this is yeah, going we garlic. Garlic. Oh <laughs> we have
0: to. You know it's funny, we call this what? Four four guys in a bottle of scotch, right. but it's actually it's four boys, boys fours bot- and fours in a bottle and a bottle of Fuji water and one old fashioned. I'm the only one
3: drinking. Why is this? <laughs> I show up, I've been waiting to do this for <laughs> years enough. and I come back
0: and no one's drinking. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, thanks for coming on the show, guys. Yeah, it's good cool. to good to have you. So let's quickly go around the table just so everybody knows who's here. Start oh, with you, I'm, Lance.
1: I'm a co-host emeritus. That's right. That's what I'm, my title <laughs> is, fellas. Lance Strickland coming with you live from the Country Club Plaza. Woo. Steve mm. Janke, degenerate at large. Yeah. Grant Wood. Therapist,
2: Ther- resident Ther- therapist, <laughs> sure. Shrink here to Supreme. straighten us out. Here
4: to rein us
3: in. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I'm not. I'm not working. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, first topic of the night: What men find attractive and unattractive mm. about women. Mm. This might be the fastest
3: topic ever.
1: Let me let me throw like, let me let me let me make it a little bit longer. And just If you, and you went Mexicans right <laughs> on that, I'll piss off all the ladies.
3: Are you gonna make it?
1: Longer? We were we were watching Michelle and I were watching the U.S. Open the other night, and and they because it's you know it's all, only big tennis tournaments on the evenings. Most of them are on the mornings and stuff, you know, and um they've gotten rid of all the line judges. Now it's all based on you know, uh, lasers or whatever. So there's literally no, never an argument if the ball is out of bounds. Like, remember back in the day, McEnroe and Connors, I mean, uh-huh. they made a living doing oh, that, yeah. right? Oh,
3: yeah.
1: And now there's there's no
0: drama at all.
3: It <laughs> right. shows the little ball. <laughs>
1: footprint. Every time. Yeah. And the and the players don't even complain about it. Like they know it's it's not even it's like confirmed. it's you can't, confirmed. I don't even.
0: care what the fuck you saw.
1: And they don't even have line people. Like the voice that you hear is this is a recorded voice. Out. And they oh. it's all based on like how, you know, like how intense the play was. Out. You know, like that. Or it could just be an out. It's all but anyway, uh, michelle's son came in and i was just joking around he asked something about it and i said this sport doesn't have enough drama for women anymore (laughs) because there's no there isn't any you know it's just playing back and forth and players have had to find their flair now not arguing with the umpire it's about a line call it's all about other things you know and i was like all the drama is kind of gone and yeah and I remember back to that guy that did that show on yes. I Remember he said like, yeah, there's a certain level of drama. And I'm like, there's some maybe truth to that a little bit. Like,
0: so yeah, anyway. that, that, yeah, that he said that one thing that would attract a woman is create a little drama. You gotta have a little Ooh. drama. And I was like, uh, what? Mystery. yeah, a little mystery or drama. And-,
1: and I think there's some truth to that. I'm like, if you're just easy going and there's never anything going on, I think there's gotta be, I don't know if you'd call it drama. But there's right. got to be something that it's like excitement. excitement
3: a little bit of stimulation. You're talking about you're looking for drama in a woman or she's looking for that in a man. She's she's she's
1: looking she's looking for that in a man, okay. a little bit of drama, you know, that that he's a little bit of an asshole, it's you know, that I mean
3: bad, the bad boy thing.
0: Kind could of, be. yeah, it could mysterious be mysterious
3: boy. It could be man boy.
0: You know, I, mm-hmm. I, was, that was one thing that I struggled with because I, during the time that I was single and I'm watching all the videos and I'm, you know, you mm-hmm. know, we talked about it every yeah, week. Yeah. I was super frustrated and I'd watch these videos and they'd talk about that. And I'm like, that's just not me. You know, the push and pull and mm-hmm. act a little distant. Right. Oh, I'm like, no, but if I like you, I'm not going to fucking lie about it. I'm going to, I like you. And right. I'm going to, you know, and I remember, I think it was Pammy. And probably you too, but you were like, just can, just keep being you. The right person will come. Oh yeah, along. definitely. And they'll like that you're like that. Yes. Um I that's think well happened.
3: there's just as many women though that are looking they like they've been through their mystery phase or they've been, you know, messed around with and like there's plenty of them that are they're looking for someone that's steady and they don't where well, don't age, have to get, age
1: makes yeah. a big difference in that, right? I, I think mean, a seasoned
3: mm. woman, right, like who's, there's women that just don't want the BS anymore. You know, yeah. they want something that's clear, consistent, solid,
0: but yeah. Yeah. Well, so, I so what, what did you, and I don't know, you know, with Michelle, everything about her is attractive to you, but in, in, a, in, but pre-Michelle, like you're dating when you were dating, what did you find attractive about women and what was super unattractive? Like, okay, no.
1: Well, I mean, this kind of goes back to what we, you know, I've kind of coined or deemed these little terms of, you know, I feel like there's, everyone has like an emotional profile that you're looking for there's a physical profile i mean i have to be honest i mean there there was a fashion pro sh- profile for me and you know i was it, it was just something that attracted me to the woman and yeah. i mean physically she could be a six or a seven but if she had her own style and and cared about style and I mean, this just makes me feel so shallow, but I mean, even name brands, it wasn't even so much the look as much as some of the name, but those things were just, they were important to me. I don't know why they were important to me, but they were important to me. And it, and it, it might not even be necessarily clothes. I mean, it might just be the fact that if I went over and met someone and they literally were like, you know, I'm like, here's Chapstick or something. They're like, oh, I, I can't use Chapstick. I have to use Burt Bees or something, you know, higher end. It kind of like attracted me to them because it made me, and I think if I dig down a little bit deeper, it made me sense that they kind of cared about something that it just the, the run of the mill wasn't good enough for them. That they needed a little bit of a step up. And and Michelle always gives me a bunch of crap because she said, you know, when I first met her, I was just looking her up and down, and and I, you know, this or that, and and she turned out to be, you know, super stylist. I mean, she was just spot on with she can, you know, kill it on the high end and she can kind of go a little bit hipster with the Birkenstocks and, you know, some of the stuff, you know, Patagonia or, you know, that kind of stuff as well on the hipster side. So that was was one component for me that was important.
0: So that was both an attraction and an a, a non attraction, unattractive, meaning if they had style, that was attractive. If they didn't have any, right. that was kind of a spot on.
3: She's shopping at Burlington Co. factories, forget about it. <laughs> right,
2: forget about it. You right. know what though?
0: I can, I'm, I'm with you. I, I wouldn't have worded it like that wasn't how it was in my brain, uh-huh. but I really liked the idea when I saw that Jessica's nails and her toenails were always uh-huh. like she got them done Yep. Mm-hmm. and I just. I just loved it. I was like, wow, like her fingers look so nice. She has nice hands, nice feet, nice toenails. Like that was just nice. Yeah. And it was a very attractive to me because that's just like you said, it's one of those, I don't know why, but it's one for of me. those things. Yeah. I care about it. Yeah. What about you, Steve?
4: I mean, for me, big thing for me is they gotta be smart. Uh, I mean, Oh yeah. I, I don't know enough about clothes and brands to even have an opinion on the what other if they stuff. got
1: swords hanging in their bedroom on the wall. Yes. Well then I know they're smart.
3: But <laughs> <laughs> I mean she's but I, broad swords. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean the thing is, the smart women I meet, they're usually funny. Yeah. You know, they're usually yeah. up to try mm-hmm. new things and do adventure yep. stuff or you know, go take off for weekends or something like that, you know. And I mean it always seems like the Women I meet, they're a little slower on the pickup, you know, I mean, their hobbies are like Netflix and going to drink at Tanner's, you know, I mean, none of that. Yeah. She's funny.
3: It's because she's tripped on the sidewalks. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Exactly. You know,
4: I mean, I've always, I've always thought that like a sense of humor is a great indicator of intelligence and vice versa, you know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, I've really tried to go out with, dumb woman before, like, you know, I've matched with this woman when I was trying on like dating, smoking hot, dumb as a brick. And I was just like, I can't get behind this. I mean, like- Like, literally. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's not enough alcohol in this bar.
0: (laughs) And that probably goes to conversation, you know, being able to have a a conversation with someone. If they're Mm -hmm. not bright, you know, and they're wanting to talk about the Kardashians, Mm -hmm. was like, oh goodness. right. I, you lost me. What about you, Grant? What no What no are doubt. some things that you find attractive and unattractive?
3: You know, uh, physically, like, and I'm I'm just uh, I'm so like happy right now. I have a girlfriend who's amazing, good god, and like, and so so <laughs> I'm I'm lucky. I'm the luckiest <laughs> dude. And uh, you know, one of the first things I was attracted to in her was uh, like physically, like her neck. I like something about the, interesting the neck. Hmm. Just, okay, like, gets me riled up.
4: Now I want to see a picture It's like Mike of Tyson neck? neck. <laughs> or is
3: it a- <laughs> It's not a Tyson neck. It's not a Tyson. It's like a, it's like an Audrey Hepburn kind of neck, you know? Oh, yeah. I Like, Audrey like Hepburn. very feminine. Feminine. So, so the, the ultimate attractive thing about her to me is she's incredibly strong, like very tough, but very feminine.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay. So
3: she's, you know, so like, it just works. Like she doesn't need to be out front. She doesn't need to always, you know be the one who's like, we're going here, we're going there. It's like, I can offer, you know, there's there's space there for me to be myself and initiate things. And she's like, just willing to go, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, so it's just like, it's just, it's a great fit. But I love, I love that, that strong feminine, you know, pe- petite, you know, yeah. petiteness. is that
0: a word? Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think so. I, you know, that's yeah. and I, There's more I could uh, say, but right. I'm not going to. This is rated not rated x today uh that's that's a that's an interesting because i know for me personally i don't mind because jessica's very strong uh, very independent you know she's lead singer in a band so she's you know got that but she's very feminine Mm -hmm. and i just i personally just don't have an attraction towards a masculine energy um especially if that's their primary energy i mean if it's that they constantly or like a bossy You know, like you said, got to be the center of attention, got to be the loudest one in the room, got to be the, you know, you tell a story, they tell a story louder and bigger. And it's like, I don't know. That's something about that. I find that.
3: Sloppiness to that. Like, it's like sloppiness in a woman. I don't, I don't like Mm -hmm. when she, she's drunk and thinks she's funny, but it's really just annoying everybody. Yeah. Or Or she thinks she's being funny, but she's insulting you. And it's like, stop yeah or as yeah. soon as they
4: have three cocktails they're a problem
3: yeah
1: it's like now you're babysitting all night
4: Not yeah attractive
1: one that. one thing that uh, another component for me that was attractive and I saw this over the weekend a guy we went over to Michelle's uh, brother's house to watch the game and he had one of his friends over and, and he's a little bit older a guy and 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 I've seen him a few times at some events that we've done with them and he was never dating anyone. well this time he was dating someone and and he brought her along and she was was able to jump in with everybody else in the room. Like he could sit and watch the game. She was out talking to the ladies. And that, I remember that being important to me as well. When I brought Michelle around, I wanted her to be able to, you know, flow with my friends yeah, flow. Yeah. a good word. And it, it just, and that, that was, that attracted to me even, you know, more from that perspective.
0: That yeah. She was socially intelligent. Yeah. She
1: yes. Interact. Well, yeah. Same.
0: I think a
4: lot of that is they're self-sufficient socially, you know, because so, yeah. I think we've all probably dated women where we take them with the buddies we're actually out with our girlfriend and our buddies are just in the same room, but we can't really interact because exactly. Know, yeah,
3: yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, fluid. That's a good. That's just a good word. Like she can go into different environments and she can find her way. You know, yeah. like she'll she'll rely on you if she needs to, but like she's good. She's gonna figure this out. Ooh, she's, yeah, she's got her. She knows who she is.
0: And yeah, like she could show up to the restaurant before you, and if all your friends are there, she could be like, you know, hey, I'm yeah, just yeah. In. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think guys make a when you're. When you're younger or i i say guys i this is me when i was younger i think i felt i would force a connection or an attraction sometimes to people that i knew necessarily weren't you know perfect or some way but you felt like the chance was there and it was going to be maybe a longer time to get another chance so it was like i tried to force the one you know i was getting nibble on the it is like i haven't gotten nibble all day so you know they don't just come around. So it's like, I was ready to kind of try to, you know, hook the sinker line sinker. And, and, yeah. and, it just forced it at times. And I think when you, when you go through a divorce or you're, or you were maybe single for a long time and you were able to be by yourself and, and you're okay with that then, and that the divorce forced me to be that way in a lot of mm-hmm. ways to say that it's like, it's okay. I mean, if you're not, if you're a pass, you're just a pass, it's not a big deal where, Prior to that, I think I would try to force it a little bit more, Mm, if that that makes sense. And, Mm -hmm. and the whole flow thing was just super important to me. Michelle and I just flowed so well together, you know, that it was um, very easy and that was important to me, but that, I don't think I would have gotten to that place if I wasn't okay with letting someone go and just being back single again by myself. Yeah.
4: Well, it's not just that. It's also like, not just letting someone go, but if like somebody's, if you're not their cup of tea. Right, you know, I mean, one thing I used to see when I was still in all the singles groups on Facebook is some someone would say something about, you know, oh, I don't date this type, and all these people like come crawling out of the woodwork to be like, oh, well, what about? Me? And it's like, just calm the fuck down. I mean, <laughs> 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 there is like three point nine billion women on this planet. She just ruled one out for you. That's what she's doing <laughs> you a favor.
2: <laughs> you know, one of the biggest,
0: dr- I don't know if you remember this, Steve. One of the biggest dramas on our the page I run that's got like six thousand plus mm-hmm. members now. Some guy was I said, What do you look for in a woman? Yada yada and this guy just simply said, uh, you know, I want a woman with long hair, da da, 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 feminine, Mm -hmm. whatever. Nothing wrong with what he said, dude. Pitchforks. Women (laughs) women lost their shit. Really? Mainly, mainly over the short hair. Oh, yeah. That he said, I just don't like with women women with short hair. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's- they lost their minds and some of them were long haired women. I'm like,
1: yeah. What was their, did they, did they give any background or anything on them? I mean, you oh, know, right. just
0: blaming men for, you know, you think women, only so women shallow. Yeah, have long hair and, you know, very stare, like it was stereotypical
2: yeah and it's like
0: no it's he's just telling you what he likes no, that's weird out the there
4: man you're not allowed to have preferences anymore holy shit I <laughs> yeah guess, i guess i'm the old motherfucker still dating here ain't i <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah don't dare say if you don't fit into everybody's mold oh that's, shit yeah. yeah i mean
3: we'll just end up saying um she's just she's a good person?
4: Right? Yeah, I had to back out of like every single singles group I'm in except for like Timmy's last one. Cause like every other one, man, if if anybody says anything, you know, oh, I I don't like thicker women. Oh, if you were a real man, I'm like, holy shit, everyone, calm down. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, the only one rule that's fucking okay to have any standards anywhere in dating is all those guys under six foot are fucked. I mean, apparently that <laughs> right. one's good for some fucking reason. Yeah. Which that's, i don't get it but you know i mean i don't care i'm six two mean, right. i'm one of the shorter ones here that's a
1: weird group I well not me yeah. yeah
2: i mean I, I wonder if people limited.
1: i wonder if guys land on two sides like like steve i can see he's going to want to find someone attractive but it's not going to be the weight the thing that's more weighty to him right where i wonder if some people guys are lean more toward i mean you were like that in the beginning i think yeah. we both you know Ooh, what i'm saying and yeah. you, but i'm wondering if the starting place a little bit is if there's something that draws you to someone grant mentioned I mean, obviously there's, there's just as many things on the emotional and all the other sides of when you fall in love with someone, yeah. but I'm at that starting place. I wonder for me, you know, it was, it was probably the physical piece.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah.
1: And God and other people that might not, Steve might, he, he, he doesn't, I mean, if they're a five or better, I mean, and there's a 12 a super smart. and super smart, he's going to love them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm just saying it, it there, I think people are like that. It's like something. Is more weighty on one side that drives your attraction Mm -hmm, than the other.
3: I think another huge attractor is someone that's working on Mm themselves.
2: Like
0: someone that's that's growing, legitimately working on
4: themselves. Oh
3: my God. A person that's growing is an attractive person. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah.
0: And the reality is, I mean, I'm sure I could pull up a picture of a woman that you would be like, oh, she's okay. And no, I don't know, not so much. And no, she's beautiful. Yeah. Like each of us would have a little bit of a different opinion Uh, and a different feeling about it. And that's hard to explain like that's hard to like why is that like why is oh, it that baby. you find something attractive that you know steve wouldn't or i would not or you know it's like that's such a a weird thing to me
1: i oh. still hold to this day i will because it's nothing that can be refuted and it's just a great like something i can die on the hill for and people is i still think that the majority of people are attracted to people that complement their look if i put oh. you and jessica next to each other you're gonna think we don't look anything alike but there's parts of you whether it's your nose your eyes it's something about you complement each other and so you're drawn toward that I mean and
0: uh, and I and I,
1: and I I do think that's true Michelle always says we look nothing alike, and I'm like but someone could say that you know like you put us together it doesn't but look like compatible we, we're compatible compatible yes. in some way physically that it's like yeah I could see but if you start looking around, there's lots of couples that you're like. If I told you that that was a sister, you would think you wouldn't even. You'd yes. think that, yeah,
3: yeah. I see some couples that I'm thinking like, I don't think this about everyone, but I'm like, they don't. You guys don't go together. Like, this is we got to make this look better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Someone's getting platform, platform shoes. You know, yeah, it's, it's like, like ah <laughs> eh, Grant's me. really rich. That's. <laughs> the- <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got her. Like, no, but I mean, yeah. didn't your girl tall? Oh, no. Right?
3: Yeah, no. she's pretty. Well, she's not short. Yeah, she's not short. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, she's not short. When I. Because you're a super tall guy. I'm super
3: tall, so yeah. they all look short next to me. But no, she's not super
1: short. No, I, yeah, I don't. I never, I thought she was kind of taller. Yeah, so did
0: I. She when produced
3: I, sons that are over six foot five. Right.
0: How t- do you know how tall she is?
3: Five. Mm, she's going to listen to this later tonight.
0: Oh. I'm going to say.
3: I'm going to say. Five.
2: Ten. Five. No. Oh,
1: I think oh you're uh, way off, dude. I even five, know how tall five? she is. has got at least. <laughs> text know. her right now. Yeah. She's at least got to be five. I don't five know ten. how tall my girl you know, is. honestly, days. I
0: was thinking, yeah, she's five eight we at know, least. Oh, I
1: say. Now. I'm going five. Yeah. We're gonna put a five, bet six. wager hey, on this. Yeah, you'll five text ten. us tonight
0: and let us know. I say five eight. Oh, I'm five ten. Five ten. I'll
1: text you. Oh, we gotta know this. Oh,
0: have you met her? You haven't met her. No, but I'll go five nine.
1: <laughs> hey, and
0: freshen up your drink too, Grant, while you're going. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh, five five. Yeah, it's like when I first met her, I thought, man, she's tall. What, like, how, five five's not tall.
1: No, like she, how far she comes up to at least your logo right there on your uh, shirt, right? Yeah.
0: When well, you're no. six so. <laughs> ten,
4: learned that's real. I've learned that's relative, though. Man, I like
0: I, I love
3: it 5'10". Oh, I'm in so much.
1: Trouble.
3: I'm, I, I'm
1: pretty sure I'm right. Five ten.
0: Yeah, yeah. Wait. No, that was the first. That was actually the first thing I thought when I met her. Yeah, I thought, wow, she's tall. Well,
1: I thought it. I thought it was odd. <laughs> I thought it was odd that he called her petite. Yeah, it made me question me the, because I was like. <laughs> Wait, maybe Petite's not small or or tiny then. Maybe Petite is more like a thinner, a thinner she or something. Is yeah, she's very, very trim, trim. Yeah. So I was like, wait. I'm- <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, our brains are the same because literally he said Petite, and I'm like,
3: Right, I know.
1: I
0: was I like, thought she was super I tall. The yeah.
3: next time we do a podcast, I'm still dating her.
0: She. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. So nah. next, let's
4: go around and say what we like least about our
2: partners. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you know, if I'm on it, and I mean, I would not even, I would just be quiet if this wasn't true. The truth is, there's nothing about Jessica that I don't like.
3: Yeah, oh, I'd I say can, yeah. the same. Thing. I, 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 cannot. genuine, and I <clears>
0: say that with all sincerity. <clears> like, <throat> genuinely, like, yeah.
3: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, yeah that's, I
0: got very lucky. I mean, I feel very lucky to feel that way. I do too.
3: Yeah. I said the same thing. I've, I've searched it all out. I, I I really can't find anything that I just don't desire. Well, yeah.
1: let me ask you this as a therapist, uh-huh. because I think a lot of people like, you know, think it's a weird position to be in it. But is it different when you're dating? Are you going or I mean, I know you can't bifurcate yourself into this like therapist, non-therapist mind. It's just who you are as a person. But when you're dating someone, is it different than when when a couple's objectively, you have no emotional connection to them and they're sitting on the couch in front of you, as opposed to you evaluating someone that you're thinking about being in a relationship with?
3: You so, know, like just dividing like work mode from-
1: Kind
0: of- Like, like are you thinking it, she's got childhood issues? Right, exactly, yeah. Or That's I'm gonna diagnose drama. her as a, <laughs> yeah. you know, well, an ABD-4. D- <laughs> <Right. laughs>
2: well, all, all I can
3: say is there's a I I definitely go through a distinctive shift from work into my life, but you can't unknow what you know. Sure. And so, but I don't, I don't think I do anything different than anyone else. Like I may ask more questions if I'm getting to know somebody, Mm -hmm. I might, I might just be a little bit better at asking some questions or I might make connections that maybe other people don't, but like I'm there to enjoy life and be a person. I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. therapize them. I'm, yeah. I'm not doing therapy. I'm, is it but hard? I, but I am curious. I'm, I'm, I, even before I was a therapist, I'm just curious about people. Yeah. I just right. love yeah. people yeah. and the interactions with people. That's, that's what it is when I'm not working. I still have that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go to work when I don't have to. Yeah. Cause it's a, yeah. it's a little bit of a different mode. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. I would, I would think so and
0: also i think it's uh, there's a knowledge base there there's things that you know um just even my little couple things that i know not even compared to all the stuff you know just with premarital coaching
1: oh yeah that
0: you know i'll think about like oh i wonder if her attachment style is or i wonder if her love language is like i'm thinking of some of the stuff that i know wondering yeah you know but also there is that way where it's just like no i'm just a fucking dude And I'm just like, I'm not the wedding officiant. I'm just a guy that thinks he's cool and getting to know her. It
1: helps if you have in your toolbox things that you can can name what's going on. Like if you can sense that you're in some sort of straw man or something, and at the moment you're just like, you know, you're, but if you can identify it a little bit, I think that's where Grant and others that have gone through therapy or read a lot about it helps, right? So, because you, once you kind of name it, it helps you then say, oh, this is what's happening then you can kind of think through maybe how Mm -hmm. to fix it. But when you're in the battle, you're just like, we're just going at each other, you know? The other
3: thing is, is a good therapist. I'm not, I'm not there to like help them. My, my goal is like, I'm trying to help them help them. Like Mm -hmm. my goal is to help them think about themselves and solve what they need to solve. It's not for me to solve it Mm -hmm. or to fix it or even to like analyze it. I want them to analyze them. So yeah. that's, that's what I'm trying to do is because they're way more powerful to understand themselves than I ever will be.
0: And if they see so, it, way mm, more powerful more, than if right. you see it. I'm
3: trying to, I'm just trying to resource them so that they can connect the dots they need to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way I don't work harder than, I don't work harder than my clients do. I really don't. Well, well,
1: something else that was attractive to me on those lines was someone back to grant me the comment, you know, they're working on themselves or, but, but was the person intuitive enough? Like. When I was trying to have those sort of intellectual, emotional conversations, were they able to dig deep enough in themselves to mm-hmm. match that for, you know what I mean? That yeah. was, that was super important to me.
0: Yeah. I, I think for me, where, where the stuff that I have learned helped me in my dating is when it was a no, that's what wait, wait, like, so I lost well, the, Sorry, the question they ask him. So for me, it was when I would date someone and get a clear no. Because of things I knew about trauma, alone. childhood trauma, Ugh. or daddy issues, or whatever, I could spot that real quick and be like, "No, she's mm. way too broken. Right? Like, yes. she's, yeah. She's she she's not over her ex, or she's still bitter, right. like yeah. I could pick up on their yeah. problems yeah. and, and I, know or, that it's not for me, or I'm too." I'm too <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> right. Right.
3: No for me because of me. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: And you know, in fact, that's funny he says that because that's true for me. There were right out of the divorce. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember going out with some people and I'm like, they got their shit together. I'm a fucking mess. Yeah. Like they're not
4: gonna like me. <laughs> like, I told a was just three, too good for me. Yeah. I, I told a, a woman to when I was that. three months separated. I was like, You're being interested in me as a red flag.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but, a, but a man that knows that. Is is a that's a person that's working on themselves. Like yeah, that's better awareness. Yeah. than yeah. the dude that thinks he's got his shit together yeah. and so doesn't. Yeah. Well right. you got to pay attention
4: anymore, man. Because a lot of these people they say they've done the work, but they don't even know what the work oh. looks like. You know.
3: So the height, the height, text came in. Yes, five six. Oh, wow. Okay, does she nine. wear
0: heels all the time? No. What? No. Huh. When we man. go out,
3: she heels up. But uh,
0: maybe that's what it was when I met her. She had to heels to
3: the vineyard before when you've seen her. There. Okay, that's oh, what I've seen
2: her. The most.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's where. I've okay, seen her the that's most. where I saw her. Yeah, I've only met her that one five, time. Six. I think five six or has twice.
3: A, a variety of footwear.
0: Okay, um, well that makes sense then because the I bet her heels six. make her five eight with a with yeah, a two inch heel. Right. But man, you yeah five 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 six. You were right. He yeah. was yeah. the closest. I
3: say her countenance. I mean, in a
4: way, I'm kind of relieved he was the closest.
0: Wait, you know what it is? She floats. She's she not even. <laughs> she she,
3: uh, I tell her she's got she's full of light. She she like has light coming out of her. That's, yeah, that's what I, yeah. I mean. Like, her
1: her sons were super tall. Yeah, which makes me think then if she's five six, her ex must have been. So they, she must be attracted to to guy. tall big guys like Grant. I, I mean, yeah. her physical profile is
3: someone like a Grant. She, she dated a guy before uh, before we connected who was shorter than her and a vegetarian she's like, I ate more than he did. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, that was a one dater. It That's awesome. One time, one time or so.
0: Uh, okay. Do you know what? Since, I'm grateful to him. Since he, he he brought that up, though, I don't know what story he'll tell. I'm just curious. Do you remember a date that was just horrible?
2: Like, oh, yeah. I'm talking to Lance, everybody. Oh, like,
0: yes. S- tell, tell us about a date. I had, that-
1: <laughs> I had two. I had uh, two. I'll call them seasons because there was a break like. When I first got divorced, I mean, I remember going to uh, some club restaurant thing out in OP at 135th and row somewhere. And and it was guys with like metal gold chains with shirts unbuttoned and everything. And I was like, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like this is what it is. Like I was just trying to figure out like what's it like. So I, I did the online dating thing and it was a total disaster in the ver- in, in the season one. And I remember dating this girl or talking to this girl for a long time. And, uh, man, I wish I remember the details more. All I remember was, got excited. We went to, she said, let's uh, go eat dinner or something. And then we'll go to this birthday party afterwards. And I was like, okay, great. And I remember I used to play soccer with the guys on Friday nights. And I'll bring that back. But we went to the thing. We were having sushi. And we're sitting there eating and everything. And you know, kind of like wrapping it up. And I was like, so are we going to go to the birthday party? And she's like, well, one of us is. And I was like, okay, Like I didn't know, like I was totally caught off guard. Yeah. And so then of course it, I was like, okay, well then I went back and all the guys at the soccer went back and met up with my buddies and they were all like, I thought you were on a date. And I was like, well, it didn't go so well, but yeah, I, I just remember feeling super duper awkward. And then I'll go one more. There was another time when I met a girl up on uh, that right under the plaza down here on that rooftop bar. That's like that Irish one or whatever it is. Yeah, Oh O'Dowd's. O'Dowd's right on the top or whatever. And I remember going up and we talked and everything and I was, this is all season one again. And I'm kind of curious now, I wonder what happened because my season two of dating was completely after Robin was completely different. Right? Interesting. So, um, but anyway, I remember going up, well, she had a friend there who We were all at the table and it turns out they were on a first meetup so we were kind of talking and they were talking and i remember i knew she worked at a restaurant down here and i had a friend that worked there and it must have triggered something about a boyfriend or something and i just remember her kind of like saying like hey this needs to be over i need you to leave (laughs) and again i felt so dumb because (laughs) i don't michelle will tell you i do not like to be embarrassed like that like i feel so like, I think everyone's watching me like, oh, he was, he's walking out by himself, you're like, walking you're, out. You're, you know? And, and no. I'm just- I'm
0: embarrassed just hearing it. Well, so <laughs> then I get, and I
1: walk down the stairs, we're at the top or whatever, I get downstairs, I forgot my freaking phone on the table. <laughs> I it, had man. to go all the way back up to the table with them, which I'm thinking then she's told her friend, I don't want to be with, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Oh, I was so freaking embarrassed. Did you, you know? grab your phone and go, I need my pornhub? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I,
1: I should have triple anyway those were I didn't have any like that mm-hmm. on the second round I don't know why it was all completely hundred and eighty degrees difference so but those were two ones that I remember were really bad for me
0: yeah I remember <laughs> i got one just one story <clears throat> i remember i a match with somebody online mm-hmm. and I said hey you know i i just do a coffee just want to meet for coffee and whatever and then you know depending on how that goes we can ever talk further. I showed up at the coffee shop. She walked in. She looked like she was fresh off of meth. Uh-oh. And she, a good thing? she, no, yeah. she told me, uh, she told me that she was abducted at one point and was in the, and she was sex trafficked. Oh my god! Yeah. And then she told me, uh, she had AIDS. Oh. So how was the second date?
2: <laughs> I,
0: I literally it it no, I found no, it no. curious. I am almost was like, "Do you want to come on my podcast?" Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was it. I never did talk to her again. Ooh, it was wow. just like, yeah, there was so many yeah, like Gosh. red flag after red flag after red flag. I've I've had that happen before where women like go on a first date and they're like, "I'm an alcoholic, by the way," and they're like, "Just let why, are mm-hmm. why are you drinking? Why are you drinking?" why are you drinking? Then? Right. right. <laughs> like Just flat out telling me. I'm a me.
3: non-sober alcoholic. Just yeah. Just let, I, I, uh, one I remember was uh, I was in seminary in Dallas and there was a girl down at Baylor that I had met, like working at camp the summer before. Yeah. And, um, I thought she was really cute. And I'm like, I'm gonna call her up, you know? And, and so I called her up. I'm like, Hey, I look, why don't I come down to Waco and let's hang out. She's like, I'd love that. I love that. Why don't you take me to a game? Why don't we go to the football. One of the football game, like sweet. And so I like march down the hallway at seminary. All the totally nerdy guys there. I'm like, oh, I got a date, Baylor girl, whatever. Right? I'm just like parading around. <laughs> mm-hmm. Drive down. I made. I made brownies for her and her roommates. Oh, that's so
0: that's interesting.
3: Made brownies, regular, special. Brownies, as as
0: no. I my kind of brownie. Wow. <laughs> i was in he seminary, was in seminary. <laughs> oh that's right the seminary Rolling
4: college down. experience is so different <laughs> down,
3: gave the brownies to her roommates like well that's so sweet you ready to go like yeah we get in the car to go she's like we'll go by and pick up ryan and then head to the game
0: I'm like <laughs> Ryan. I'm like,
3: Oh, who's Ryan? Is
0: she a friend of yours? That's my boyfriend. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Gosh. I
3: was way in the friend zone, had no oh, idea. Yeah. So I sit at the Baylor game the whole time next to her and her freaking boyfriend. And like at Baylor, they they kiss each other with every point they score. Oh you kiss yeah. your date, you know? Okay. Baylor put up like forty two points. <laughs> <laughs> I just started talking to this girl next to me who was oh. very alone herself and uh, that was my disaster
4: day. But you know you uh, got to go clueless. back to seminary and be I like, "Oh, she eat- was so
3: hot." <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I, I had to eat men's seminary dorm shit. At, uh,
0: <laughs>
3: like, what about- I wasn't going to lie to him. Tell <laughs> him I at least told him the truth. Well, it was rough.
0: What about you, Steve? Oh shit. <laughs> oh, let me think, man. Uh well, um, when her clothes came off and it was tucked between her legs, I thought, oh, shit. No. Yeah, the surprise <laughs> penis is
2: always a bad <laughs> one. But,
4: but, you know, I, I had this date. We met down at, uh, we we're going to meet at PSP, and I had a table, and I got there before her, and so I went on down, and, you know, I text her. I said, hey, just tell him at the desk, you know, and, and then the uh, guy, guy from the desk comes. He's like, hey, your, your uh, accompaniment's here, um, but I think you better settle the tab and come up, and I'm like, Oh shit, what's that mean? You know, I was like, I spent a lot of money in this bar. Are they kicking me out? So I go up there. She's drunk as shit. Oh (laughs) my
2: God.
4: (laughs) Wow. And I'm like, okay, why don't we get you something to eat? And she's like, Okay, so I'm sitting there, I'm trying to figure out where to go. And meanwhile, she grabs one of those bird scooters and swipes her card. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, takes, off, <laughs> takes off across Baltimore, yeah. slams into the curb, oh goes no. over the handlebars. So she's wow. all like, beat to shit, and like missing a tooth. And I'm like, oh, oh, my God, I'll call you an ambulance. She's like, No, no, just drive me somewhere. So I drive her to KU. I got this like beat to shit woman Who's I know her first name from hinge. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I I got a friend. They had an accident with a scooter and the nurse is like, yeah, you know, the, the the admittance nurse is like, okay, so uh, what's her name? I'm like, I don't know. And they're like, okay, her uh, phone number. I'm like, I, I <laughs> don't <a> know. <laughs> they're like, does she have insurance? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> and luckily this nurse was cool. We're talking for a little bit. And I was like, really? I don't know. I mean, I just, yeah, I just met her off hinge and the nurse looks at me and goes, that was the first fucking, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the same girl that Timmy did, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, but you know, the thing is, then what do you do? I mean, do you just like leave? Or are you waiting in the ER waiting room? See, like, I would have left, I, but
0: that's maybe bad on me. What'd yeah. you
4: do? Well, I hunt out for a little oh, bit. Steve's then, way too nice yeah. to leave. He's yeah. 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 a good man. Finally, memory. the nurse comes out, and she's like, hey, those people that just came in are our family, so you can probably just go ahead. Oh. I was like, oh, thank God.
3: You're like no, I'm meeting the family. Now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mom, dad. Yeah. Hey, mom, out. dad. I want to find out her name. <laughs> that,
1: that was one thing I about online dating that I liked, though, was the adventure. I, you, you, well, <laughs> and you
3: and you
2: you
1: had to take no, and you had to kind of man up and mm-hmm. realize that not everyone was going to like you, mm-hmm. and yeah, that that helped. I mean, you get a lot of chances of that. You know what I mean? Where in the old days, you might date someone, they break up, you don't. You know talk to someone else for oh, yeah. six months three months or something right. you know there it was at least it was like you either you swiped on them they didn't swipe on you you message they didn't. you get a little bit tougher
0: skin and oh, i yeah. think
1: that helps a little bit you know i never well,
0: thought of that like that but, and you know. got
1: to learn to make a call you know
4: i mean like not yes. just take no but you got to be able to lear- learn how to like go but yeah that's a deal breaker we're not doing that you're right you know because uh, I know when I was younger, I compromised a lot of shit. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if the alternative was going to bed alone. Yeah, we we, we you yeah, know we were all about compromise. Then. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: I remember early on, I was a I was a pretty much a unless it was a clear no, I was swiping right a lot just because I was like, you know, what? I just want to meet people, I just want to get mm-hmm. out there and see what's up, and yeah. you know, have some fun and whatever. Uh, yeah clearly after a while i'm like i need to be a little bit more selective
4: yeah <laughs> you know? that's half the fun you know you meet yeah. some nice married friends <laughs> oh that story oh, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. What, i thought that was the story you were gonna tell uh, so did i, uh, I oh i thinking... got tons of them <laughs> but you you ended up kind of being friends with that girl though
4: yeah yeah oh oh yeah no that one okay that was too good to pass I, I don't think i've ever said told that one to the podcast yeah, so yeah i met this woman at a social dance and you know we were, we danced and it was fun and then you know i'd ran into her a couple other times at events and so you know one night i was like hey we should go get some noodles maybe a drink you know all that stuff so yeah we go out we have yeah, a fun it's... evening yeah there's you know but uh yeah so you know we have a, we have a really great evening actually like i'm kind of digging this girl at this point you know and i walk her back to her car because we're downtown it's like 11 o'clock at night you know and then she's fumbling for her keys and then all of a sudden she drops to the street and she's like, and I'm like, oh, shit, the fuck is this? And so I'm like, what's happened? She's like, oh, something fell out and I was looking for my keys. And I'm like, well, I'll help you find it. She's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to leave my dates in the middle of main street downtown at, you right. know? So we're looking, I'm like, what is it? And she's like, well, it's a piece, it's, it's, it's jewelry. It's kind of sentimental. I'm like, okay, okay. So we're looking and it's like 20 <laughs> fucking minutes. All right. And finally I see it hit the ground, bounce between the spokes of her wheel and it was sitting inside of her wheel. I was like, oh, I think I see it. And I reach up there and I pull out a wedding ring. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's kind of, one of my favorite stories. Yeah. Kind of sentimental. <laughs> Spent 20 this minutes helping kind of- <laughs> my date her wedding ring. Did she, did she
0: what, what was her response? did she feel bad was she like
4: oh like, you know i felt so bad for her because she felt horrible you know and i was like listen we didn't do anything regrettable you know I mean, we yeah went, we went we got some ramen we went and got some cocktails you know i mean there was nothing you know i mean we just I, noodled yeah we noodled. <laughs> you
2: know? it's not
4: like we're building a blanket fort in my living room you know right I mean, <laughs> You know, and I mean, it, it was kind of, I kind of felt bad though. Cause then she was like messaging me and she's like, yeah, it's kind of hard. And I was like, no, I get it. It's hard. You know, I did the marriage thing and it, you know, it can be very hard. And, and then I was like, finally, I had to be like, yeah, I can't be your marriage counselor anymore after like three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. My heart went out to her. She just felt so bad. Cause like, you know what's oh, going on?
0: Anybody, and I'm, Grant could answer this way better than I could, maybe. but anybody that's, that's doing that, that's looking around at, or hiding that the fact that they're married. They're unhappy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, they're clearly, there are some needs not being met. Yeah, they want the attention or something. You know, I mean, yeah. she wasn't
4: trying to cheat. If she was trying to cheat, she knew me. She would know better than to like ask me out if she was trying to find yeah. someone to jump in bed with, you
3: right. know? Nobody mm-hmm. just wakes up and says, I want to cheat on my
4: no no, 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 no. Right,
3: yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, that's her own meth.
4: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I keep hearing people the say they F.A. cheated on accident. I'm always like,
2: man, you just like tripped in the. I tripped over <laughs> the
0: bed frame and I tripped and her. landed on the bed. I his don't dick. know what
2: happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, would you say that's that's accurate? That typically, I mean, there's always those outliers. I mean, there could be somebody that's just a cheater type person, but mm-hmm. typically, is it just they're unhappy like this case it sounds like this woman was just she's unhappy they've Mm -hmm. got wounds or
3: unmet even serial cheaters serial cheaters are hard to have compassion for but they have the deep wounds lots
0: of wounds Mm -hmm. yeah so yep Yep. and then you try to seek it out and try to what what is that like what was she trying to do find something Magical. She was, it was getting,
3: she... she was probably getting dopamine from Steve.
0: There we Damn. go. That's what oh, I was thinking of.
3: Yeah. New new energy, new person, a new man's Dude, energy. I, like I thought it was man's... just
4: my Viennese waltz. Just... She saw you slurp on a noodle. She was
0: like, <laughs> She's like, see, like, he licked up that noodle. But, <laughs> mm, mm, <laughs> I like the way he tackles that. <laughs> <egg too young." laughs> I love it. So what what were you guys looking for? The when way you... a
3: man approaches his Asian food is the That's way right. a man treats his wife. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what what are some of the key things that? And we'll just start with Lance first. What what are some of the key things that you were looking for in a partner? So outside of okay, I'm I'm attracted to them. You know they've got style. Beyond that what were you, you know, like uh, what, what was the clear, like you went on dates and it, and you, they were attractive Maybe they had style, but that's, you were like, no,
1: I, I, I mean, it could be lots of things and there's probably more happening subconsciously that I'm attracted that I don't even maybe could name it, you know, yeah. but I think at the end of the day, for me, at least I find that people or myself was, it was attractive when, you find people that are similar to you, but they're in some ways they stretch you a little bit. You you want to be involved in their story somehow, and something about their story attracts you, mm-hmm. like you know that, and uh, that you know, but but.
0: Like, but they something inspire that, you in some ways they
1: inspire you in some ways because you're like that i want to be that's what i i want to be like that you don't want to not be like really. someone but but they also they compliment you in in many ways they compliment you uh socio they're not way off the charts and lived some sort of glamorous life and you have like you match up yeah. you think m- about money similarly because you both maybe have had to be on a budget or something although you might have some discretionary funds but you know You don't drive range rovers you drive hyundai's i mean it's it's like um but uh and also just like i said the emotionally i had to have someone that could match me but i think little things too you have to understand more about your personality i realize that i can be a lot at times and if someone else is a lot that's a bad mixture you're gonna be in grant's office a lot you know so that's i think so like you just that's where i think is to me, I maybe describe it as if you start to understand and learn about yourself and kind of what your physical, emotional, your recreational profiles are, you know, do they hate being outside and you love being outside? I mean, those are all just, I know they sound so simple, but at the end of the day, they matter because you're going to build this friendship with this person. And I think even for Michelle and I even is, you know, 53 and it's, uh, it's much different now than it was when I was 33 you know yeah. what I mean like it's much more of just this enjoyment of being on walks together or having converse intellectual I mean she also I needed her to you know she's a much more kind of nerdy to me but we share we have a you know that those was that a ganch or the uh, concentric not the concentric circles but the circles with the one in the, the middle fan. you know he's drawing the Venn diagram so yeah. yeah 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 the Venn diagram you know like you have your own but you have that shared piece component yes. too that brings you together and you but it's it's like if if you're uh you know whatever the number is if you're a 6 in some ways i mean like i make my point on this if i'm a 10 when it comes to energy michelle's not a 2 she's more like a 7 or 8 yeah, she still has high energy, but she's not like over dominant. You know what I mean? Because then you get two tens. We got a twenty, right? And <laughs> that's and a polarity, is, yeah. it's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you probably can. You probably can understand where I'm going with it. But there's just those ways of complementing each other. But yet, in both, there's probably things that she likes about me that I stretch her. There's things about I like about her that she stretches me in some ways. Yeah, that are a couple points ahead of me.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I feel. I admire jessica like i yeah. like i think man you're a good person like i want to be better yeah you know and that's like, we, that's like an
1: not to cut you off but uh, yeah i just thought of when we were i noticed this about michelle she's always told me that she uh, her grandma uh, was uh you know they went to the country club she calls her it's her dan's the her dad's name it was not her biological dad but it was the dad that kind of raised her well, her, his mom, they were a little bit well off. They went to the country club every Sunday, you know, and she's always like, oh, we, you know, they taught us how to be at the dinner table and all this, you know, and, and how to act. And so now when I'm see when I see Michelle out at like at our friends or something, like there's this very properness a little bit about her. Yeah. And I noticed it over the weekend too. Like she kind of gives the little smile and has her hands kind of dance. Like she knows how to act and that, uh, that's an attractive thing to me and I'm, I'm like a bowl in the China, you know, I'm, I, I'm over rolling the meatball down my shirt, you know, I, so that, that's what like those like that is little things like even something so small like that, that I see in her that I'm like, that's attractive to me. And it could be just a little bitty small smile that I see in her across the room of how she interacted or how she wants to bring a gift for someone because, and I just don't think of those things and she does. And I like that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think the liking there, the way they are liking who they are liking how they interact how they yeah. are in a crowd yeah how they their thoughts their ideas their perspectives when you're when you're like man i'm really fascinated by that right that's a like that's jessica's very
1: much into this metaphysical in these things and i've never known you to be like that although no. i wouldn't think if someone said would timmy be adverse to that i'd probably say no but it yeah. but that's probably a little bit different than you in right, some ways
0: right yeah it is
2: Chem- what about what about you yeah well
3: i think i think I was think of three things like chemistry which is that like it's just that uh, uh, it's that it's that kind of indescribable vibe yeah between two people that's chemistry that that works and then there's there's compatibility which is it's that mixture of like shared the shared things that we value shared things that we like to do a relationship doesn't have to have super high combat it can be different but you don't want it to be totally opposite. right? And then like the third thing is polarity. So it's like, it's the mixture of masculine and feminine energy. It's not about gender. It's about you want the, the differential between masculine and feminine is what makes the relationship hot versus like stuck. Like
1: that's interesting.
3: So if you've got, if you've got a, uh, if you've got two alphas right like you said they're they're going to butt heads there's no space there there's no room for any 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 interplay whereas if you've got someone who can drop down into feminine and then the other is masculine that that creates excitement in a really it's like uh it creates this vortex it creates movement mm, so I like that so that's why you can have like i've seen relationships where the female is actually more masculine she's got that mm-hmm that powerful presence she's outspoken there's that she's that initiating energy right and then the male is actually more feminine accepting he receives her that can be a hot relationship yeah
2: yeah know? that's cool
3: and then vice versa but if you get if you get the sameness like if there's too much feminine on both sides they withdraw from each other and if there's too much masculine they just go head to head so I think polarity matters, and John Wineland talks about this. Like if you're if you're a dude and you haven't read John Wineland, actually females too, um, he really talks about this concept of polarity and how important it is. But I, those three things: chemistry, compatibility, polarity. Like that's what makes a relationship sing, in my yeah. opinion. So like
0: yeah, that. the the I think feeling comfortable with. I know that for me, there was a lot of dates I went on where I just didn't feel comfortable for some of the things that you even mentioned, Lance. Like I went out with this woman, you know, she showed up and she was in a Range Rover and I was like, fuck, you know, like that says something, I don't know what it says yet, but we'll find out. You know, And then when I did wind up going to her house, it was a million dollar home. Like this house was, it was unbelievable. Mm. And it looked like a showroom, like everything about it, which was, it was exciting, but it was also for me, just personally, it was also a little threatening, like, I, much, can't like, yeah. I can't keep this going. Like, I can't keep this rolling. <laughs> you know, uh,
3: There's also rich and not rich. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: right. So that just, that felt, even though she made her own money and she, I mean, she was providing all that. Yeah. It just made me feel, I guess if I'm honest, it just kind of made me feel a little insecure of like, yeah. Like if something happens to you, like I can not keep all this shit going,
2: yeah. you know, at least
0: yeah. not right now. Like, right. you know, Right. and so it felt, it just felt. I, sh- I struggled right. with that. That'd
3: be a compatibility issue. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Kind of it's kinda like different worlds that you're living living in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a think,
3: cool girl, I think
1: but. I'm interested to see what Steve thinks about this because I think he'll have a different perspective. Not what I'm gonna say, but about this topic. But I also think that some of the things that we're talking about is is how why men are become friends. I mean it's it's very similar. There's you know, those there there's maybe they're not the attraction maybe part of it. But sure. my point is is there's certainly a an equation for some sort of of compatibility and why you become close to certain individuals or not. I mean, I'm close to you guys because you're willing to, you know, unzip your, your souls and be a little transparent and vulnerable. And I have to have that with someone. I, I have a new boss at work. And so I had my first one on one with him yesterday and, and, you know, Michelle, she was working in the other room and, and we were having dinner last night and she was like, you know, the one thing is she's like, you guys get really personable. And I was like, That's really just because of me though. I mean, I, they wouldn't probably, but that's just my personality. If I'm going to connect with someone, I usually make that bid. And if, if it comes back in a positive way, I know that I, I'm like, we're going to be buds.
0: Yeah. So what about you, Steve? What, what, what are some of the things that are important to you? Past the, okay, there's, there's an attraction. I'm interested, you know, they're smart. What are you looking for past all that? money.
2: <laughs> He's like, who's <laughs> that rich girl? <laughs>
0: right. You, I need the last three years' now <laughs> sheets sent over to my
3: accountant. <laughs> <laughs> that. He's kicking the seat back in the Range Rover.
0: <laughs> like this is perfect.
4: Yeah, that one with the, the, the Range Rover send her my way. <laughs> now, one thing is, it's not you know, it's not just they got to be smart, but it's got to be a compatible intelligence. You know, I know Timmy and I have talked about this before, but if like, you know. My ex-wife was very, very smart, you know, but she, she read almost exclusively fiction. She could tell you what year any rock and roll song was made, who wrote it, how old they were they when were, they died, and all that. And, I I mean, I would be hard for us to name five Michael Jackson songs.
2: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
4: So, you know, I mean, I you know, but they don't have to be interested in the same things I'm in, you know? I mean, it's okay if they work a bond desk, and, I, you know, I trade stock options.
2: It's you know, but, <laughs> Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> but um, what have you found? I guess I'm curious because, I mean, you're – you are definitely a, a peculiar friend of me in, in a lot of like you, you're very culture. I mean, you're a Renaissance man is, is how I would describe you in many ways. I mean, you are into things that none of some of my friends are into. Mm-hmm. So if I saw a girl and I've met some of the people that you've dated, but I can all, I could tell you instantly if someone's probably going to be somewhat compatible with you. And, it, and the thing for me, the way I would describe it is if they were somewhat cultured or, but how would how would you describe
2: it
4: well they have to be open to learning new things you know i mean that that's the big thing you know they don't have to be interested in the same shit i'm in as a matter of fact that would be a turn off like if a woman wanted to go to every dance lesson with me then go sword fighting and then go to my son's lightsaber league and then i that, that would be like listen they're kind of feeling crowded here you know but you know i mean they got to be <laughs> They, they got to be interested as far as like, well, that's interesting, you know, and yeah. hopefully they have their own hobbies and their own interests, you know, because I mean, I've dated women before that were like, oh, well, you know, I'll do tap dancing lessons with you and I'll go to salsa lessons with you. And then I'll go do this with you. And that's not what you're looking for. I I quit taking dance lessons for six months. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, my God, that sounds horrible. You know, I mean, they have to have a certain level of independence, you know, and, and I think a lot of that comes from also, this is something I've been thinking about since Grant said something about the, uh, doing the work being sex. They have to, actually do the work you know i mean oh. I, I bet grant could back me up on this there's a ton of people out there that think that doing the work means it's feeling okay with their baggage <laughs> and past but what they're doing there is they're normalizing their bullshit right.
3: i've accepted mm. myself Why yeah can't i mean
4: right i've dated so many women so many women that you know they Oh, I did the work. I did the work, and then like three months later, they're like, "Oh no, you can't go hang out with your sister because my second ex husband cheated on me after he
3: hung with out his with sister. his sister." <laughs> and, <Right>. I'm like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and I'm <Yeah>. like, right? And I'm like, yeah.
4: I'm like, Jesus fuck! Did you not do any of the work? I mean, like, because right. I don't think I think a lot of people realize that. Like, don't realize that like doing the work and involves more than just not hurting. It means that you can go forth. You can carry out a healthy conversa- conversation and then relationship with someone, have healthy expectations, healthy boundaries. You know, you're not surprising. You know, there's not bear traps hidden in the woods around the perimeter, you know. if You're approaching the boundary. You're like, listen, I kind of got, you know, a little unease going here and you're open to working on it, you know, which is going to be important because any woman that dates me is going to have to realize I do whatever the fuck I want. <laughs> I mean, I'm uh-huh. a very... You know, I mean, I I, I work hard. I, I raise my kids. I do good with that. But like all my other stuff, I'm very stream of consciousness. I might be at cook. I might be cooking lessons. I might be at ballroom dance lessons. Right. You know, I might go. You know what? I'm going to pick up longsword for three years. You know, I might. You know, I mean, I'm I'm very much into exploring new things, finding new groups, doing my own thing. You know, traveling, all that stuff. And you know, a lot of people, it's just they can't stand that. I mean, i, I had more than one woman be like, it seems like as long as you're not right in front of me, I don't really know what you're up to or what, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, I slow my life down when I'm with you, you know, I'm sharing time with you, but you know, when I'm out there, I'm, you know, I'm Doing shit. I got. I got a lot of shit. I still want to do. You yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Well, I
0: don't think you can have a healthy relationship with just one person who's doing the work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, to have a healthy relationship, it requires both people. Not that yeah. they're completely perfect. I just mean they both have to be healthy yeah. in right. order to yeah. have a healthy relationship. Yeah, and a
4: lot of that is realizing even if, even if you were perfect in your last relationship, you don't roll through the shit and come out smelling like roses. Yeah,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. That's that was the surprise for me as all the women I dated. How every one of them apparently dated narcissist or was, oh, yeah. Yeah. was married to a oh, narcissist. Yes. Like, you no. know what? I, looked <laughs> I looked
4: it up and I looked it up and I got, I found like the percentage of the U S population that was narcissistic. And I, Cause this woman was going on and on and on about it. It was like a third date. And I was like, we're not having a fourth, but I looked it up on my phone and I love math. I mean, like, mm-hmm. you know, as a matter of fact, I talked to Lance a lot of times about, uh, relationship and emotional stuff. I'm like, yeah, emotional capital. And then we, (laughs) because if I can reduce it to a math problem, it's, it's great. I I love the concepts of transfer, but, but anyways, I I was sitting there while she was talking and I was looking up what population of the American, what percentage of the American population actually had narcissistic personality disorder. And I was like, Okay, I figured it up. The chances of you dating five narcissists in a row <laughs> is one in 620,000. I was like, so you are either hunting them down or making them. <laughs> oh, my God. I think she would have rather I slapped her. I
3: think I think narcissists like crawled <laughs> out of the earth during COVID. Oh man, <laughs> that and the attachment stuff. Do you know that like yeah. it's only like two tenths of yeah. per
4: percent of the population that actually has an attachment disorder? And um, yeah, I mean, holy shit, every woman I've dated, man, like, every guy that they've dated, has what's your, your attachment, attachment style? Just, oh man, <laughs> and oh. you know, and, and I think don't, what I think people don't realize about that stuff is you know you're not going to establish that by taking a test on Facebook because we're all a right. spectrum.
2: Yeah, we're no, all a
4: spectrum, no, yeah. and we all swing back and forth depending on where we are in absolutely. life and where we are in different right. things. Nobody
3: you know? is hundred percent securely attached. No, nobody.
4: absolutely mm-hmm. not. You know, nobody has no narcissistic
3: traits. Nobody like a breastfeeding right, you know, infant is the only creature that's probably like a hundred percent attached. Yeah, after that everything <laughs> goes dark. Yeah. <laughs> then
4: they take the baby to the recovery room to wash them, and it's got downhill from there. I mean, right. yeah. You go
3: to kindergarten, and your cigarette smoking kindergarten teacher. <laughs> <laughs> <verbally abuses>
0: <laughs> All right, Grant, I'm curious. So it, what Steve said made me wonder, as a therapist, what percentage of people or roughly are really self-aware <laughs> that that really can walk in and go, you know what, I think I might be narcissistic or whatever like they really realize i have some issues that i really need to work on because i would imagine you have people come in your office all the time and they talk about how their ex is a piece of shit. they were abusive Uh they were this they were that they were other than you know and it's like that can't always i bet if you had the the, their partner come in the next day they'd be saying Uh the same thing about their partner and it's like that's true how the fuck do you
3: right every person only lives in their own reality right? right that's a great question What percentage of people is actually self-aware?
1: I don't know. Do you do you feel like people in Timmy's scenario? Do you feel like people have to create some sort of narrative? Like, oh yeah, they're not when they've made a decision. They're not bad, and the other person is really bad. And I need to be away from this person, but I'm I'm going to create a narrative so the therapist confirms that that I'm making good decision here.
3: Yeah. Well, whenever there's um. I, we all create our own narrative. We're all, we're all living with our own story about why things are the way they are. But you really see it highlighted when that, anyone who's like in an affair, part of that usually is they, in order to deal with the, just the mm-hmm. disconnect, you know, mm-hmm. of like cheating on someone that you made a vow with you, you have to tell yourself a story about your partner that's negative. And it might be true, it might be true, but it's, there's also distortion in there. You know? yeah and so I think like I really do think we we tell ourselves the story we need to hear that's why the therapy the hardest thing about therapy is they about maybe about life is being really being able to really be honest with ourselves about mm-hmm. what we're doing and and like what part of the problem am I responsible for I'm responsible for part of it no matter
2: what yeah right you're mm-hmm. in a
3: couple relationship it's always co-created so you're always part of the problem somehow even if you're just being passive you know even if you're
0: so and what's for, don't forget where you're going with that but i always yeah. love whenever they're like here's where they've gone wrong i was just too trusting uh-huh. i was too <laughs> i was too <laughs> too Grant, i was too supportive yeah I, I was too it's like so what you're saying is you were too perfect yeah right. i hate that a, i a, i just despise when i would it's hear a that very
3: intelligent way of saying that i victim
0: yes you know
3: and and some people that's as good as they can get like it it takes something they have to say that story
0: to make themselves feel good
3: and it is genuinely what they believe they have to do there's a deeper level of of digging that that when people are finally able to put their finger on okay here is what i am responsible for
2: Mm. here is
3: my really my true part not just staying too long or i was too loyal you know there's usually something else there.
0: Yeah. Mm. They, have, they have to get, there. have you guys seen the movie liar, liar? Yes. yes. Yeah. It's the scene when Jim Carrey is talking to his ex and he's, he can't lie at that point. Mm. Yeah. And he, she's saying that, you know, but you're falling short this way and you know, you're, you're, you're doing bad things, whatever. And he said, well, I'm a bad father. <laughs> yeah. And it's just this <laughs> moment of yeah. All the self-awareness. Ooh. Like he acknowledged the truth about himself and yeah. it's like every time i see that or even think about it it kind of gets me a little emotional because mm-hmm. it's like it's that powerful what we would call like a focus moment like it's this moment of fully recognizing i am the problem yeah. i the, have an issue and the
3: truth does set us free the truth the getting to that point really is like it's a it's an ugly place to be, but it's like, it's a healthy place. Oh, it's, it's, say, I think it feels great. Yeah. I was going to say, I
4: think he crossed like an event horizon. I remember yes. my therapist, you know, whenever I'd bring up my ex, and this was right during my separation, whenever I'd bring up my ex, she'd go, go tell her therapist, you know, she's like, we, we, you know, we're not here to fix your ex. There's nothing we can do about that. She's like, once you realize you're part of the problem
2: mm-hmm. and you own it,
4: and you realize you're not a bad person and you're trying to, you know, at that point, like, I don't mind stuff being my fault. I don't yeah. mind being, because it's yeah. like, man, it's I need point. to be aware right. of that because I can't fix it unless, yeah. you know, so I mean. Well, you can
0: only fix yeah. yourself, right? Yeah, yeah you can't yeah. fix it. It's Anybody so else.
3: valuable to say, you know, like I was crushed in my marriage. I was ignored. I was judged. And in my part of it was I was passive, unresponsive, mm-hmm. irresponsible. I created mm-hmm. chaos. There's freedom in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Now I can build something authentic on yeah. top of that. Yeah, and
1: like, and th- and it comes back to we, we bring this around a lot. You you have to do the work to to know yourself and why you feel the way that you do. If like you know Michelle and I have talked about this a lot. Like I'm a I'm not a big like eat it. Sit down at the table the dinner. I'm a let's go get fast food. Sit and watch TV. You know like the the meal all the formality around it is just not that big of a deal to me. And and in the beginning like she might make a meal or something and I might eat and or you know and it just it it triggered a raw spot for her but if she didn't know that to say like and then have the vulnerability and the trust to be able to come to me and say I gotta I'll tell you why this bothers me because in my ex-marriage it was this would happen he would just go off and do his own thing and we would just and that bothered me a lot and I'm like it was just freeing for us you know or if, if me if I can come to her and say you know I'm just feeling I'm just gonna be honest with you I feel super vulnerable right now I I feel emasculated whatever it is but if i can own it myself it just frees me up completely and makes me feel and i've never not gotten a, a strong positive re response back in those situations you know yeah. like well own your shit and deal with it yourself it's always very much a, a bonding where we turn toward each other at that moment yeah. but you fight so hard to 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 protect yourself in those ways and you're really doing yourself a disservice as opposed to just but, but you, but you also have to kind of be willing to own it and be willing to kind of dig deep enough to, to be able to name it, what it is that you're actually feeling. Because yeah. if you can't really, if you just kind of skirt around it, I don't know that that sometimes helps. I mean, if you can get to the real issue, it's like, okay, okay. That makes total sense to me. I can see now how I made you feel like that, or this situation made you feel like that, or whatever the case may be. Yeah.
0: I think all of us, even as grown ass men experience those moments where we feel we're right back in that 10 year old little boy's yeah, body yep. and we're just feeling very uncertain, insecure, yep, yeah. unsettled, yep. you know, and that 10 year old
3: boy cannot love a woman. He doesn't know how, yeah. he, knows mm-hmm. how to, he knows how to protect himself. So I'm, I can only love to the point of where I, I can't be defensive. You know, yeah. like mm. If I'm to the extent mm. I'm defending myself, I can't love it's, mm. your intimacy's shut down at that point. Yeah. That's, yeah that's hard yeah because i think every man hits that wall at some point
0: yeah 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 there's there's no no greater growth than the you know the which i've never been to AA, but like the i have yeah. a problem i'm an alcoholic yes. like yeah. just i'm this you know i'm a bad father or i'm right. whatever it might right. be being able to really recognize it and say man you know i'm egotistical or i'm self-centered or well, you owned you know. your
1: thing in the beginning. I mean, you always said right at the beginning, I cheated, I was wrong. I mean, you never tried Ooh, to no, to downplay yeah. it or anything. You owned it from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Well, I just, you know, done a lot of hard work. I mean, Grant was my therapist, you know, and it was just very helpful for me to go, okay, I, I need to look in the mirror, honestly. Yeah. And really take a good look and, and, yeah no lies no freedom. more lies no there's more lies there.
3: there's freedom
4: there yeah, yeah. no one thing that one thing i hate to see with when i doubt with these people i find out that you know they didn't do the work they didn't you know look in the mirror they didn't you know Is you know and I, I used to tell this when i was working with guys from divorce groups you know i mean pain is the only instrument blunt enough to bring about a change. That's true. Man. And life is a very patient teacher. It will repeat lessons as long <laughs> as it takes real. for you to learn them. You true. Know? True. I, know them. Yeah. I hate to see people that have blown up marriages. They've gone through all this, they've gone and they've looked for everything to make them feel better. And you know, the worst thing is when they feel better and they're running around, they're just as broken as they were before. Right. And they went through all of that for nothing. Right. Yeah.
3: yeah. And that can become a dangerous person. Mm-hmm. That's the send, essentially like, that's a person who, only sees themselves a certain way, which is, those are the roots of narcissism. Yes. Certain people are dangerous people. There's some, (laughs) there's some buzz saws (laughs) out there. There's some human wood chippers out
0: there. Yeah. All right, well, let's do the final question so we can all eat. I know Lance is hungry too. So when you think about the meaning of life, I mean, we're all, well, a little young whippersnapper, Steve here, we're all midlife, which is funny. I saw a quote the other day that says, uh midlife is not 50. the average age is people don't live to 100 that's not normal and they said the medium age like for for is like 73 so literally 36 or 38 is truly midlife anyway i thought that was like actually like if you actually look at the average of how long we live anyway so i guess we're all in the midlife because steve is 40 now um, I'm 54. You're 53. 53. 52. 52. So yeah, we're okay. we're all right here. Five ten. Five eight. Five, nine, yeah.
2: <laughs> first five, six. Five six. <laughs> five six. She is five six. six.
0: So when I I'll, and I'll start with me just because it's in my mind. When I was thinking about what is the meaning of life, you know, having been super religious, you know, for most all of my life, and now being an agnostic who's still spiritual. Um, when I think about what is the meaning of life, I think it's you know relationships it's, it's loving someone and being loved, but it's, it's your community. It's your friendships. Um, I think it's, you know, living life, enjoying life and and doing good, mm-hmm. you know? And I, that was one of the biggest, tr- tr- like trips in my mind. I used to say back when I was a preacher is that, you know, it's, it's because of Jesus that I'm good or it's because of, you know, that I, I I'm scared of hell. So I live a certain way so I don't go to hell or whatever. Yeah. And now that I don't believe any of that anymore, I actually had a Christian ask me, well, what's your motivation to be good? Why not just go crazy? And I'm like, well, because I want to be a good human, right. like I just want to be a good person. Like, I, I, don't, I you can't scare me with hell. I don't believe in hell. You can't entice me with heaven. I don't believe in heaven either. So, like, there's no.
1: That's someone, who's, I don't know. That's someone who doesn't really understand life because they're yeah. they're equating why not just go out and live mm-hmm. this licentious sexual lifestyle? Yeah. And, you know, if there's no hell, wh- and it's like, that's because that's what you think is rewarding and it's not, or right. it's not for me at least, you know, right. something, sure. whatever it might be. But they've equated that someone who says that to me tells me they don't have a lot of ex- life experience. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. I've yeah. not suffered yet.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: so that's for me, when I think of life, I think it's about loving and being loved, essentially. What about you guys?
3: Well, you know, I've, I've,
1: uh, I don't know that I've got something that just uncracks the code of life, but I, you know, I watched my, my mom died three years ago. Um, my aunt died here recently. My uncle died. And these are people that were real close to me. Like she was kind of second mom, second dad, my uncle, cause they were, they were always with us. My mom and, and her mom, my we're aunt close. were real super close. So my parents lived by them all the time. We, you know, my cousins, we were always with them, but you know, I've gone through, to this. And, and my mom, the thing that I've noticed about both of them was um, with my mom, she just kept, kept all these details. I mean, con- just lots of little p- notes about things that in her office and was, I mean, she had a book full of passwords. She probably had 75 passwords. I mean, she just was, she had tons of just little stuff and and papers that she was stacked probably, you know, two feet high that were old that she didn't want to get rid of because she was going to go back and read them. You know and i'm just i mean it's just to her that was there was something about that that created order and you know like she and the moment she died it was all just in the trash right i mean literally was like those little notes meant nothing nothing. to us right um and you know the same thing with when my uh being that in my still my dad so of course there's some things that that he's kept right well with my my aunt passed away a couple weeks ago That was my cousins, their dad, my uncle had already died, so there was no parents then left. It wasn't like, well, I want to keep the wedding dress because I'm still alive and that was my wedding, you know, or whatever. This was just them. And the things that my dad was there, and of course, he's been close to them for his entire life, 60, 70 years, you know. And so he would say, well, that, you know, they, that's been with the family for, you know, so-and-so had that, then I had it, then I give it back to them. And it was literally some sort of birdcage. And literally we were just like, throw it right in the trash. I mean, it, it'd been hauled around the family for 40 years and it just was right in the trash immediately to us. And I, so I look back, but what wasn't the things that weren't thrown in the trash were just what you said, all the memories that you had with them and, and just the you know, the the warm moments. I remember playing this stupid game where my aunt would take these little tracks and put them around the house and we'd go come out of the room and then you'd follow them into a room and you'd be a prize back. I mean, it was just the dumbest thing, you know, but it was like, that's just a warm memory that I had of them. I remember all the, and they were nothing that cost money. There was nothing around the clothes, any of the monetary things. Now I'm not saying that those things don't help enhance life and can create it, but I think at the end of the day, all the stuff that you think is important to you that you spend so much emotional energy on maintaining is gonna it's just gone and yeah. i also think that i also think that there's not this moment where you like go on to the other side and look back and think oh i missed i think at the end of the day you're you're just dead and you're dead like you're a computer that has no hard drive you don't know how to think at that point so there's not this i don't know that there's necessarily this like um Uh, Not distress, but what am I looking for? This just, you know, bad emotional energy that you just didn't experience all that you wanted to in life. I think you just kind of get to that place in life and you die and you're dead, and it's like at that moment you're just it's done. Like I, I think we because we're all still living, we think of all the bad things and thinks, oh, I wish we could have done this. I wish we could have done that. And they're gone already. You know what I'm saying? Whether they're in heaven or not, but they're they're not connected down here to the things that we're still concerned about. And those things that all that that all kind of hit me a little bit differently because and of course that's something probably someone says at midlife more than they do early on. Because I never thought like this. The same thing. I mean, I look at my career, you know, and I'm like, I'm not all interested in knowing what we're doing at the Fed when I retire. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's such a big deal to me right now. You know, it's just, I don't know. It's a different perspective maybe on life because I've seen death now and it's different when you're 53 than when it happens when you're 30.
0: Yeah. What about you, Steve? What do you think the meaning of life is? Uh, the meaning of life. It's a heavy question. He's like, I don't know, but I want the aliens to show up. Good cocktails.
1: <laughs> good sword fighting. Well, obviously it's still have experiences. Good pillow forks. Uh, yeah, well, you,
3: you
4: know, uh, oh, I remember epic of Gilgamesh, actually, one of the oldest written nice. stories in the history of oh, yeah. the world, you know? Yeah. And, uh, that's know, the,
1: that's the alternative creation story. Well, right. I mean,
4: it's that, the that predates creation. the Bible yeah. story really, but you know, anyway, he and Inkadu pal around, they're trying to find the secret to immortality. They go on these wonderful ventures, Enkidu gets killed by the, not by the bull of heaven, was it? But they, that probably doesn't really matter. It doesn't but, matter. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, at the end, you know, he kind of realized comes to this wisdom of what life really means, you know, and this is the oldest story I've ever written down that we've found so far, you know, that's the point of the entire story, you know, and, uh, you know, that this goddess basically says, you know, love the child that needs loved, you know, beat the child that needs beat, which we probably don't do anymore, you know. And, <laughs> Not you without know, consequences. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but goes through this entire spiel where basically they say, you know, the, You know the 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 point of life is good health good relationships good responsibilities and you know executing well you know and so i mean really i think the the meaning i don't know what the meaning of life is you know um i think the point of life is to be present and present here in the moment you know and love the people we need to love and you know i mean it's like uh you know my kids you know they're gonna grow up and they're always gonna know that for some reason they learned how to hold a long sword from dad right. when other people didn't. They right. That's something that's going to be unique yeah. to them with me, you know, and they're, they're
1: going to throw those swords in the trash though as soon as you're gone.
4: <laughs> oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, they won't. I'm starting my good. own mercenary army. <laughs> <laughs> and I, actually got, I, mean, I actually got an email from my my vendor asking if I was starting a spot so much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, so, I mean, to me, you know, it's, it's about being present. It's about being mindful and, you know, about, touching the lives of people around us. Cause that's how we live on, you know? I mean, I've taught hundreds of young men the that, that s- trades and skills that, you know, that's going to, they're, they're going to use their whole life, you know? And you know, there's, there's a lot of guys that they're going to twist up on their wash up on the lowercase E on their weld. Cause I taught them how to weld and that's how they're mm-hmm. going to do it. You know? And I mean, the, to
1: me, that's how you leave your mark, you right. know? It, it's interesting. You say that cause I'm like memories, we all know are such an important part of it, but yet, when you're going through all of life, even when you're super young, it feels like I come back to what's the guy that wrote the book, the meaning of life that was in the concentration camp, um,
3: Victor Franklin.
1: Franklin, right? Frankl, Frankl, Frankl. And you know, he talks about the fact that the reason people died was because they lost hope. And I'm like that, that to me is, it comes back to kind of what you were saying. And that is, you want the memories and all that. But a man who's someone who's really still engaged in life is someone who's still hoping for something more. Mm-hmm. It, it could be you still want to have some time with your kids or a girl. Mm-hmm. it could be a hundred you want to grow in your career. Those are the things that drive you and make you once the moment that you start kind of having some longer term goals or you feel like you've not done what you that to me is when you lose the zest of life on well, this side. And then those things are the yeah. memories in the moments of doing that you create those memories. And, you, and I think it's because you eventually make open-ended
4: goals, you know? I mean, you could put a dollar amount, you know, how much I want to make a year, you know? And I've done that before and I hit it. And I'm like, well, shit, what do I do now? Right, you know? right, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's bigger things to life. Like, you know, I mean, it's about touching the next generation, Yeah. you yeah. know? I mean, that's how you leave your mark out there, you know? I mean, you, you can put your name on the side of a building and it'll be torn down 10, 10 years after <laughs> you're dead. But, yeah. I mean, I want, a, right. I want
0: a life-size sculpture of me Right. Just, <laughs> yeah,
4: just made out of like but i want right. my body
0: more chiseled than it is I'm like what, th- what i look like in my 30s yeah. or...
4: i'll 3d print yeah we'll put your head on the rocks body <laughs>
0: i need to do that i got a
4: large format 3d printer i can do life size. just so
0: you guys know if i I, well, I plan to die early i really do on my my tombstone i really want it to be a okay. a bust like a like okay. a concrete Okay. okay. Yeah. We got
4: it, and I want to be put in one of those plastic poor people's urns and I want someone to leave it in the quick trip bathroom because <laughs> whoever finds that is going to have the best fucking story.
2: <laughs>
0: I love it. Well, what about you, Grant? We'll end with you. What, what do you think is the purpose uh, of life or the meaning of life? I'm just going
3: to riff off of both Lance and Steve. I, I would say the things that, that are, I think, I believe the things that are going to last into eternity are going to be the love like loving the souls of people including our own mm. like the love that happens between between beings and so and that and those connections that we have the people that we love and then I would call it wonder like it's the it's the thing that happens when you put your foot in the sand for the first time mm. or you see a cardinal or you catch a fish Ooh. and you see the sun reflecting mm-hmm. i'm a little buzzed so, so i'm going poetic
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> gonna you know, make it's, another it's one like it's the, the clang it. of
3: metal on metal of two kids sword fighting yeah, yeah it's the great. it's wonder it's like it's like uh i believe just god dazzles us sunrises sunsets you know sexual pleasure like that's my like, favorite it's like um you know something about that it's like like that pleasure is is eternal like i think though those are the things that happen to us where we're like there must be something more there's a there's a, there's something else beyond yes yeah. what we're experiencing now they're like uh one author is uh I his name. call it rumors of another world you know and those are the moments that we live for so wonder those moments of wonder and, and the way we love ourselves and love others. I I think that's what it is. I think that's the source of joy. I think that's where joy comes from. And I hope to God that that's what eternity is. About.
0: Philip Yancey. Yancey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've, I've read that book. It was a great book. Yep.
3: Good author. I, I think,
1: I mean, that's, I think back on, there's, there's some moments that you get a taste that Grant's describing that mm-hmm. very come in. One of those is like when you, find well, there's there's some just puppy love kind of when you're young and you find another girl that's interested but like mm. when you get older and you know yourself and you're much more mature and you find someone very attractive and they find you very attractive and you have a compatibility that vibe that you know oh, grant was talking that about that first kiss, it's man. that first kiss that oh. feeling that you're that's in and it and that doesn't last that's not what sustains the relationship or you know it's that moment right in the beginning that you feel that It's, you know, it's that uh, you've had a good career at some place and you're going on to something better and you get to leave that little small window of leaving something behind and going into something better. Like those aren't those are moments that you might only taste or feel two, three, four times in your lifetime, and they last very short. But they're moments like Grant was describing that it gives you something that's about you know, transcendent beyond yourself in some ways.
0: yeah It's like that Sleepless in Seattle movie with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan it's magic it's magic Mm -hmm. it's just magic it really is beauty yeah
1: and you and you don't know the word doesn't do it justice the only people that have felt it can really know what you mean by that yeah Mm -hmm. it's those things that make us go It's so a yeah. grander you could not manufacture yourself.
3: That's good, yeah. That's it's The yeah, Chiefs that's, winning the Super Bowl for the first time in <laughs> yes.
1: years, I, know, that was I mean, cool. honestly, yes. So, oh, we won. Yes. We win. Like, I'm a winner. Yeah, you know, know the moment. Patriots don't feel that after they're no. 15. Yeah, they're, you know, man, fuck <laughs> those
0: guys. <laughs> Go Chiefs. Uh-huh. Guys, I love you. I appreciate you very much. I appreciate your friendship. appreciate you coming on the podcast, doing the four, four guys in the bottle of Fuji water. <laughs> I and, know. And drinking, the clean I, drink, I, I drink for four. Next <laughs> time,
1: next time, I'll, next time, I'll be in with yeah. Grant on. Okay, yeah, I'll, I, I'll, I won't be so close as long as my weed. clean living partner <laughs> quits restarting the fucking clock on me.
3: Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, everyone that listens to this podcast, rewind it, listen to it again because people said some good shit on this.
0: Podcast. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, all right guys. Peace out.
2: Peace. <laughs> yeah.